0: What's going on, Bird Gang? This is Alex Singleton of the Philadelphia Eagles. And I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to Philly Sports with Giovanni on Eagles Brawl. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. And as always, fly, Eagles, fly. Go, Birds. This is a Brawl Network production. We're talking about practice, man. You're listening to Philly Sports with Giovanni. It felt
1: really good
2: to prove to everybody, but not only that, prove to ourselves that we... We had great potential. And through the year, we just kept passing tests and passing tests. And eventually, we were the team to beat. Here's the man, the myth, the legend,
0: Giovanni Hamilton.
1: Welcome back to
2: Philly Sports with Giovanni. Uh, today I have on my friend, the Blooming. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? See, you like
1: my uh, my new hoodie?
2: My Philly Sports with Giovanni hoodie that uh, just came in the mail.
1: That's awesome.
2: I'm just glad I'm- it fits. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, it's a, a crapshoot when you order online, you know. you know, I had a good holiday, so I didn't know if it was going to fit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How
1: have you been, man? It's
2: been good. a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Uh, my personal schedule took a, a hit, so I've kind of had to reshuffle the deck. Uh, I had a good Christmas, a uh, good New Year. Hopefully, uh, you as well. Yep,
1: I did. Uh,
2: I see by that smile you did. Yeah, Uh, yeah, man. Uh, This has been uh, crazy. Still doing, uh, you know, looking forward to doing more stuff with you guys, you and Connor. Uh, Got good stuff coming up with my own podcast, Mind of the Meanie, uh, where we we got a a few announcements coming up. Uh, We're working on our own uh, line of action figures and and trying to grow uh, our product. So uh, don't worry, you'll get one. <laughs> yeah, I I I got you, buddy. I'm your hookup. But, uh, <laughs> but it'll be the Mine and Meanie Two Pack with me and my other uh co host from Mine and meanie Josh Chernoff. Which will be a lot of fun. Uh we're always it's always good to have um a lot of uh your foot in a bunch of different doors. That sounds right. <laughs> a lot of uh a lot of fires burning all over the place, you know. Uh you know, uh, mine did is my main planet, and I got all these little satellites all around yeah. it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. I, so I have some questions for you.
2: I got some answers.
1: All right. So first off. Yes. Everyone has been wanting everyone to answer this question. What do you know. think about the new head coach, Nick Sirion? Uh,
2: it's bittersweet. Because um, I I love what Doug did for us. I loved Doug. Uh, I love that he got us to a Super Bowl. But like, the whole Eagles situation seems like a huge mess, and there's not like one right answer or wrong answer. But uh, as far as Nick Sirianni goes, every time I hear his name, I want to hear the uh, "Hey Siri" chirp. You know, "Hey Siri." Boop, boop, boop. So the next time somebody <laughs> says, "Hey uh, Nick Sirianni," you want to hear "Boop boop." You know, so I think he's going to be setting off all the series in the uh, Philadelphia metropolitan area. But I'm I'm excited. Um, You know, uh, a lot of people are like, oh, well, he's never been a head coach. And I just heard this other uh, this this great fact the other day that the Philadelphia Eagles have not hired a coach who has had prior head coach experience since Marion Campbell 38 years ago. So the fact that he really hasn't called or the fact that he hasn't been a head coach really doesn't bother me as much because the Eagles have had success, whether uh, long or limited success with, you know, people who haven't coached, uh, before, you know, whether it was buddy Ryan or, you know, uh, Andy Reid or, uh, you know, that short chip Kelly experiment or, uh, you know, Doug Peterson. Um, you know, they've had, you know, the Eagles have had success with uh, people who have never coached before. And uh, I'm excited. Um, you know, like anything, when I hear something new, I try to do research. And I listen to the people who know, because I, I I literally know nothing about Nick Sirianni, other than he's going to set off a bunch of series in the area. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, you know, I listen to Sports Talk Radio, I listen to WIP, and then, you know, I listen to the people who grew up with him and followed him since his childhood and coaching career. I'm excited. Uh, you know, uh, again, I appreciate everything Doug did, but it seemed like things were getting a little bland, maybe, with his play calling, uh, you know. Would
1: you always say, his play calling was what?
2: Like his ice cream, very vanilla.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm, glad you, I'm glad you remember that, I'm flattered.
1: Put that on a shirt.
2: (laughs) Maybe I will. Maybe 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 uh, maybe Connor could put that up at the Eagles Brawl. uh, You know, uh, on the Eagles Brawl website. But seriously, man, it was it was getting a little predictable. uh, To where other teams were sniffing out the play calls before you know we even ran them, and you know the players on the Giants were like, "Yeah, we knew what they were going to run." Yeah. They didn't. They didn't really disguise anything. There wasn't no like fake jet sweeps or yeah. anything. You
1: anything. could. Have, you they could have done more jet sweeps and fake jet sweeps with yeah. their their wide receiver that they drafted. And you might know him as name Jalen Rager.
2: Yeah. Hey, dude you watched the you watched that game film more than I do, which <laughs> <laughs> you probably understand it a lot better than I do. But uh, I mean, what's your assessment of it?
1: Um, I'm really excited to be honest. Um, I loved Doug. I was sad when he left. Um, yeah. I was kind of hoping we would uh get Deuce Staley for head coach, but I'm happy with this decision because yeah. I trust anyone who Frank Wright trusts. To be honest. <laughs> um and. Yeah, I think he, he can help develop Carson more and I've heard that he's good at developing wide receivers. So maybe Jamar Chase if we draft him.
2: And see you're even better with the, the draft stuff than I am. I don't I'm not I'm bad with college football. I don't really follow it because anytime I watch like a college football game the score's always like fifty something to two or something. It's something ridiculous. I'm like, why did I just watch this? But um uh, You bring up a great point with Deuce Staley. Uh, I have all the love in my heart for Deuce Staley. I love what he did for the Eagles as a player. And, I mean, he survived so many different coaching regimes here for the Eagles, whether it be, uh, you know, Andy, Chip, uh, and Doug. But uh, I think the Eagles really needed to break off from the Andy Reid tree. They – needed to stop hiring from within. Um, you know, I saw the Flyers do a lot of that with, you know, they would fire, you know, a lot of former Flyers players and add a loyalty to the Broad Street Police or whatever. But, uh, you know, as much as I love Deuce, you know, it, I didn't really see – I mean, I would love love to have seen him, you know, be a coach here. But another thing, the fact that a lot of the players – wanted him to play, kind of threw up a red flag for me because sometimes when you need a head coach, you need a guy who's going to be a coach and not a, a friend, so to speak. Kind of like, uh, you know, you need somebody. To, sometimes you need a parent. You don't need a best friend. You know, a, a kid's more likely to get away with more stuff if he know, knows his, his parent is more of a friend than a, a parent. And yeah. A lot of players think they could get away with a lot more if they're more friends with their coach than they the coach is a coach,
1: like Press Taylor and Carson.
2: Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, Carson needs that bad cop to say, "Hey, man, you got to work on your stuff. Your footwork's horrible. Your legs are mm-hmm. too far apart on your throw. Just different things." You know, he's there's not wrong with being, you know, having a good rapport with somebody, but you got to be able to give criticism and. The quarterback's got to be willing to take it as well and go, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. So hopefully with, uh, Sirianni beep, beep, coming in, uh, he can, um, kind of be that bad cop that, you know, Carson needed, you know, uh, give him some constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Say, Hey, this is what you, you need to work on Carson. And hopefully Carson can go, you know what? You know, uh, you're right. Cause you know, the Eagles need a, a fresh set of eyes, um, they had too much, a lot of the too much of the same, for you know, since 2017, it just seemed they were doing good and they were getting by, and, and you know, uh, no Carson carried them, you know, uh, the season before when he's playing with nothing but you know the the practice squad, that was all Carson's doing. So Carson's a great quarterback. I have no, I've not lost faith in, faith in Carson Wentz, but sometimes you need somebody to give somebody a little bit of a push, you know, and, 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 you know, it's, I mean, it's a coach's dream to have somebody you'd need to reel back instead of somebody you need to push. But in some instances, I think Carson needs to be pushed a little bit and, you know, work on you know, get rid of the bad habits and, you know, and another another great thing I've heard about Sirianni, he, he likes to focus on the positives of a player. With, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff, you know, Carson does well. And there's a lot of things I think Doug could have done or called to work the Carson's strengths. Like, have more rollouts. You know, have a mm-hmm. out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Am I talking too much here?
1: <laughs> no, no, what I was going to say is...
2: Uh, I don't want to steal any of your thunder.
1: In the game, No, you're not stealing any of your thunder. Um, in, the, in the games, he could call his strengths, and then in practices work with his weaknesses and make them his strengths. And then I I think that that's one thing that Doug did wrong that I'm hoping Sirianni will do, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like Doug was a good coach, but he was a little bit soft and, like, non-confrontational. Like a yes man. Yeah, a yes man or uh, more of a friend than a coach. Yeah, you know, so hopefully Sirianni comes in, uh, and not not to be a total uh, you know uh, hard nosed guy, but you know somebody you know uh, somebody the, the younger guys can work with, and he can work with them. Because eventually, if if you come in and you're doing them but yelling, eventually you know players start to tune that out a little bit. But if you work with the people and not at the people, they're more likely to. Adapt to your system.
1: Yeah. Um. So the next question I had is, um, what do you think about Deuce leaving, and do you think that that's going to change the locker room? Because a lot of people, a lot of players, came out and said that uh, they wanted Deuce for head coach, and they think that he would be a good head coach.
2: I have no doubt that. Deuce could be a good head coach, or you know, I'm sure everything everybody said is true. Uh, but then again, you look at the landscape of the NFL, and there's all these coach openings, and how many other teams were contacting the Eagles asking for permission to talk to Deuce Daly? You know, I'm sure Deuce is a wonderful running backs coach, and he could have been a great offensive coordinator if given the the chance. But around the NFL. You know, how many how many other teams are like, man, we need to steal Deuce Daly away from the Philadelphia Eagles? I didn't really hear that much. And then that's not that's not a shot against Deuce. So I don't know Deuce, but, you know, I'm a good observationalist. And mm-hmm. I can, you know, try to read a situation because I've been in locker rooms and I know people who've played in the NFL. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, and when it comes to the players who vouched for him uh, and spoke up, there's a thing you know. These young players are going to have to learn is, you know, football. Yeah, it's a sport, but it's also a business. Um, the 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 goal is not only to win games, but to win enough games that you know, when people when the teams win, and people are spending money. <laughs> you know, how you know, look behind you with uh, with that Eagles Super Bowl champions thing. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I think I went into debt. I think I spent my next. 10 years worth of pay just on the Eagles uh, Super Bowl merchandise.
1: Yeah.
2: So if the Eagles are going, you know, winning only four games a year, how much money is, is a, a fan willing to lay down for a ticket or, I mean, I, granted we couldn't this year because of COVID and, you know, there, there were no fans allowed to be in in the building or in the stadium, I should say. But, you know, imagine if we hadn't, had COVID this year. And imagine if fans were allowed in that stadium and allowed to voice their opinions. You know, the, 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 the Eagles fans were a little bit noisy towards the end of uh, Andy Reid's regime. Yeah, you know, I can only imagine what they would have been, you know, doing with Doug. And, and that goes back to Deuce, you know. Uh, a lot of fans are, you know, upset that they didn't hire Deuce. And it's understandable. It's respectable because there's that nostalgia feeling. Uh, you know he's forever an eagle. You know some of our great me- best memories of him on the field, like the pickle juice game, and all these. He's done so many great things for the Eagles organization. He, he's been he's been at a longer. He's been in the Eagles organization longer as a coach. I think he was a player. So he's mm-hmm. always been that constant on the sideline. But again, no, not too many people are uh, were clamoring for. You know other teams were clamoring for. Staley the way, you know, some of the players were. So, but again, we need to break off a little bit from the Andy Reid tree. Uh, now we're, we got the Frank Reich tree. <laughs> it's a... It's, a, it's, it's a, okay.
1: We're a, winning games. So I'm totally okay with that.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I, has uh, the Eagles situation affected your uh, Madden playing at all? Have you uh, traded Carson away? Or have you... <laughs> are you have you kept carson yeah okay because i traded him but and i'm kidding uh no actually i did trade him but, uh, uh, i just wanted to see if the colts would take him and they took him i went oh okay so i'm rolling with jalen now and madden so um but yeah man it's a business it's a sport and it's a business the only way the only place you're really going to see football be a true sport is like high school or college or even college. That's a questionable because everybody's trying to get to the NFL. But um, yeah, I'm happy. for I'm, I'm excited for the uh, Nick Sirianni, the Frank Wright. You know, we planted a new tree in our park. It's the uh, Frank Wright coaching tree and uh, Nick Sirianni. Beep, beep. And um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I'm excited to see where they go with the rest of the coaching staff. Uh, they, they've already hired a few guys. That a few. Na- Look, I, I had enough problems remembering uh, Nick Sirianni, <laughs> so uh, I'll I'll try to figure out the rest of this. I'll next time we talk, I'll know the rest of the staff better. But uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to see where it goes. You know, that's
1: what happens when you clean a house, though. You just you don't know anyone's name. Um.
2: Yeah, it's like so, the first day. It's like a new day at uh, high school. Uh, like first day at the new school, you're trying to learn everybody's <laughs> names. You know,
1: I'm so bad with names too.
2: I'm great, I'm great with faces. I'm horrible with names. Yep,
1: that's me. Yeah.
2: Or if somebody has a name and it's something similar to something I already know, I'll start calling people that until <laughs> I remember. In high school, I had a friend. Uh, his name's his name was Lorenzo. And I could look I'm a little bit older, so this reference might go over I know this reference would go way over your head because, you know, I'm forty seven. But when I was in high school I had a friend named Lorenzo and I couldn't remember his name. So like, there's an actor when I was a kid named Lorenzo Lamas. He had a he was in movies, shows and so I was like, Hey, Lorenzo Lamas And he's like, Okay and so as I started remembering him as Lorenzo Lamas, that I started just remembering him as Lorenzo. So that's a good trick I do for, you know, remembering people's names. If that helps you in any way, uh, feel free to use that. But uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so how does it, how do you feel about press Taylor going away and who do you want for the new quarterback coach?
2: That's a great question, man. Um, I'm I'm not really I mean I'm not in favor of anybody losing a job. But uh and thankfully, you know, he, he landed on his feet in Detroit. He followed I guess him and Deuce had the uh, same flight to Detroit. Uh so I'm not I'm not really sure again, you know, if the play calling was going to be the same I mean and that's basically why, you know, Doug you know, the Eagles decided to move on from Doug, he went to uh elevate, you know, press in the, uh, into the organization. And the Eagles took a pass on press. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not ever happy to see somebody lose a job, but I'm not, I wasn't really broken up that they moved on from them. Uh, as far as a, a new, a new coordinator, I, I just got see who is out there, who's available. You know, uh, yeah, I'm, like I said, right now, I'm, I'm throwing blanks on names, but, uh, uh, well, what are your, some of your top candidates?
1: Um, mine is Josh McCown. I would love to see Josh McCown in a coaching role, especially yeah. a offensive one, a QB coach, or an offensive coordinator.
2: I think he would be an awesome QB coach. And <clears throat> to your point, uh, when he was – Josh McCown was with us uh, when I, that season that Carson took us to the playoffs with the uh, – you know the, the the backup squad. Josh McCown was on the sideline. You know, Coach Carson up really, you know, in his ear, talking him up and all that stuff. And uh, I'm glad you said that because it, it just dawned on me he was up for the he was being interviewed for the Texans job, which I don't know if they've ever filled that position yet. But uh, you know, if they have, if the the tech, you know, by the time we're done recording this, if the Texans haven't taken him. I would love to see the Eagles take him or uh, who's out there, Caldwell, maybe. Uh, you know, he, he was, you know, a lot of excitement for the potential. You know, if the Eagles were to hire him, a lot of I think a lot of the fan base would be excited for uh, Jim Caldwell as well. But, uh, yeah, as far as you said, qu- quarterback coaching, man, I would, I would love to see Josh McCallum on the sidelines again coaching up Carson because I think he was a big huge influence on Carson that season that led, you know, Carson to take a Eagles to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I think that Josh McCown would be perfect for a quarterback coach just because he has played for so many teams and because uh, he he was a quarterback and he knows the the ropes. He can show Carson or Jalen, whoever is the quarterback. He can show them uh, how to do it and what they need to improve
2: on. Yeah, man, because that's kind of why I love the Doug decision. He was a former quarterback, and Doug played for everybody from uh, Shula to uh, he played for the Packers. He backed up Brett Favre. He backed up, you know, Marino. He played with so many different great quarterbacks and great coaches. He could pass that knowledge on, but when it came to the play calling, you know, I, I think he got his, you know, again, his play ball was like his ice cream, very vanilla. But now, uh, you know, with Josh McCowan, he, he had, what, an 18-year career? He's been in – played for a lot of different teams. He's he's seen this. He's seen that – seen this and done that. He's, he's been everywhere. And he could tell teach Carson a lot of things that work well, and he could teach Carson a lot of things, hey – this is what I did and it didn't work. So, you know, I, I, uh, coach younger wrestlers, you know, I'm a professional wrestler. I coach a lot of people in the professional wrestling business. What I tried to teach, you know, the younger wrestlers was like, this is what I did. Right. And this is definitely what I did wrong. Uh, (laughs) so if you're ever in that situation, don't do that. So I think Josh McCowell could be that, that positive influence on, on Carson, you know, and then, uh, Again, I don't know where he's at as of this recording, uh, but yeah, man, I would love to see that. I would love to see him on the sideline, you know, even though he looks like Drago from Rocky, you know?
1: <laughs> he's got that supermanly jaw. job. Yeah, yeah. Man, why'd you kill Apollo?
2: <laughs> oh, that's that's a Rocky reference. I'm sorry if it went over here. My references are like 30 years old, so... Um, he he can break diamonds with that jaw. Um, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
1: who is your top draft pick if you have one? Uh,
2: again, this is where my weakness is because I don't really follow college sports.
1: It's okay.
2: Uh, but I will say the Eagles definitely need to. Can we get somebody on defense? Uh, I mean, there, there's so many spots that we need to fill you know and I'm not talking about just doing a quick you know spackle job on a hole in the wall there's plenty of holes on this team it's defense <laughs> offensive line you know uh, and again I, mean, I want to see the Eagles do well next year but it's like who, how many pe- good pe- people can you get in the draft and then how many spots can you fill in for free agency maybe and uh and who do we have now that, you know, maybe weren't being coached up well enough under the Doug regime that maybe Nick can uh, work some magic with, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, Mine is definitely Jamal Chase or Devontae Smith, both wide receivers. Um, now, now
2: I have heard those names, so I don't feel as, as dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, who Who were you rooting for in the playoffs?
2: I was rooting for the Bills. Uh, yeah, the Buffalo Bills, man. Um, I have you been to Buffalo yet? No. Buffalo is a lot like Philadelphia. Um, I got a soft spot in my heart for the city of Buffalo because uh, it was inter- instrumental in my wrestling career. When I wrestled for uh, ECW back in the day, one of our top towns. Was Buffalo one of the most liveliest crowds I've ever wrestled in front of? Was in, in Buffalo, New York, and then I wrestled for WWE in Buffalo, and you know one of my last you know pay-per-view appearances for WWE was in Buffalo for uh, the Great American Bash. But then um, you know uh, I got to go to the Eagles-Bills game last year. Their fans are a lot like us, man. Uh, you watch them going through tables and doing all that stuff, which. We did in ECW and in, in the wrestling business, but, uh, yeah, I love Buffalo, um, you know, as a city. And, uh, to me rooting for Buffalo really isn't a, a sports foul. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, fouls, you know, in and as far as being a sports fan, you know, people throw the flag on you. Ah, oh, that's a, that's a foul. You can't do that. But Buffalo is an AFC team and the Eagles or an NFC team. So, uh, I'm always no, a number 1 Eagles fan, but I'm also a sports fan, right? So, yeah. I love watching anything. I can watch, you know, baseball, football, basketball, hockey. And uh, I look for the storylines as well. You know, there's, you know, storylines anywhere if you pay, you know, close enough attention. But I've always loved that story of Buffalo, man, the heartbreak that they gone they went to four straight Super Bowls when I was a teenager and didn't win one. And they could have won one if the one kicker had kicked the field goal, you know. So, you know, and now they're you know, they're actually starting to get good again, starting to make runs and stuff like that. And Josh Allen is starting to find his Stephon legs. As quarterback. I'm, I'm sorry, buddy?
1: Stefan Diggs.
2: Yeah. St- hey, Stefan Diggs is a big fan of the the wrestling promotion I used to wrestle for ECW when he was with. The Minnesota Vikings and he played in Philly, who wore ECW cleats, which is kind of cool, and, and it made it hard for me to root against him. But I was like, oh man! But now he's in Buffalo, you know. I'm like, oh cool! I, you know, I'm a, I could be a Stefan Diggs fan, you know, again, because you know he's, you know he, yeah. he's guy he shows love to uh, ECW, so I could show some love back. But yeah, a, I'm sorry. He's
1: a really nice guy too. He was a. Uh... He was the last Bills player on the field uh, in that game. He was watching the trophy given out to the Chiefs. And that's
2: a sign of class, you know. Uh, you know, I don't hate the Chiefs though either. I, like, I'll be this weekend. You know, for the Super Bowl, I'll be rooting for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, me. Yeah, you know, a because Andy Reid was a coach here. Because there's a, a Kansas City Chiefs bar in the South Philly called Big Charlie Saloon, so I know those guys will be partying if they win again. genuine, again, the Chiefs are sort of from the same storyline of the Bills. They had so many years of almost, you know, making it. They, they had promise when Montana came, and then a couple years they kind of petered off and tapered off. But now they got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, and they almost did a couple things with Alex Smith, but now with Mahomes, he uh, You know, uh, Mahomes has given Andy Reid a new lease on life in Kansas City. He's given that new team uh, a sense of hope. And uh, if, you know, the Bills can't win the AFC, well, look, if the Eagles aren't in the playoffs, I I would either want, you know, the Bills or the Chiefs, you know. And, again, it's not a foul because they're AFC teams, so I'm not really rooting for somebody who is in the NFC and could potentially knock the Eagles out in the future. So, And, you know, forget Brady. He's won enough. Come on, man.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I actually have a a fun fact about Patrick Mahomes. Please. He was was in kindergarten when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. And now he's going against Tom Brady.
2: Imagine that, man. I mean, I I guess that's kind of like me growing up a WWE fan and getting to be on the show with, like, uh, you know, the likes of you know uh, jimmy superfly snooker or something like that so i can i think i could definitely relate to that but uh I, I know patrick's uh professional enough that he's not going to let that get into his head and he's going to uh look for every chance he can to up up uh upstage or out duel you know the great tom brady you know but man that's crazy you know you know tom brady has a He's going to his tenth Super Bowl, and he has a chance to win the Super Bowl in a different conference in his home stadium. I mean, does this guy have like not the storybook life? Uh, and that's even for more reason for me to root against him. So, yeah, go Chiefs, man! Definitely go Chiefs. Yeah, and I actually did a podcast with Travis
1: Kelsey on the I Green called. on the Green Light podcast with Chris Long. He, he was a
2: super nice guy. Dude, I love Travis Kelsey. I love the fact that he was here when, you know, he came to, you know, Lincoln Financial Field to root on the Eagles when the Eagles were in the playoffs, too. And, yeah. like, I love when, you know, Jason Kelsey does something spectacular and, you know, Travis is like, look at my brother. You know, that's <laughs> something special. You know, that's very special. Yeah. Um. Who do you
1: Who do you think will win the Super Bowl?
2: uh I, now
1: I, do, you want I, to win do you
2: think we'll win? uh I want the chiefs to win and I think the chiefs will win uh I think yeah. they have the I think they had the momentum um you know if it wasn't for I mean if it wasn't for the fact that you know Tampa's defense kept them in that game I mean Brady threw what three picks against Green Bay and the great Aaron Rodgers had the chance to, and I think Aaron Rodgers. I, if you had, if I had to choose between Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. Um, there's something about Aaron Rodgers' play that's just as smooth as silk. You know, when he throws that football, it looks just like la and it just goes sixty yards. <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, if they, and also if their lane brain coach would have went for it, if the Green Bay you know, LaFleur would have went for it on fourth down. Who knows if the pa- if, uh, I almost said the Patriots, if uh, the Bucks would have won that game. But, you know, Kansas City, man, they've been firing in all cylinders. Even when there was, you know, Mahomes was knocked out of the game, uh, the the game the, the week before. The, the backup comes in and runs <laughs> Mahomes play. and uh, you know, that's, you know, that was all she wrote. But I think the Chiefs had the momentum, man. I think, uh, you know, they're they're they, they they got all the momentum behind them in the world. And I don't think anything can stop them. I think, uh, you know, their defense is playing well. They, you know, they they got this. They they're they're so fast. You know, with Hill and and, and stuff like that. He did that. Hill did that one catch. You know, jet sweep run all the way up and not jet sweep. Uh, I forgot what the play was, but he ran for like 40 yards after the catch. I was like, man, the Chiefs are just a, a team of destiny right now.
1: Yeah, he 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 went down and it looked like he got hurt, but he was just like he had to take a rest. He was like, "Wow."
2: He is so fast. He it was too fast for his own good, man. He had to catch his breath.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. Now I have a wrestling question for you. I'm ready. Uh, who do you think will win in the Royal Rumble Champion match? Uh, Goldberg or Drew McIntyre?
2: Oh man, I uh, I'm a big Drew McIntyre fan. Uh, and I will be rooting for Drew McIntyre. Uh Drew McIntyre has had a great story. Um talk about comeback stories. It relates a lot to I mean if you're gonna put it in football perspective. I mean, like say he was he was like he was the equivalent of a number one draft pick and Vince McMahon put his personal stamp on him and then he got tied into a bad storyline you know with the three-man band thing and that's almost as bad as you know having a bad play caller you know so he goes away you know they release him he goes away for a while and finds his way through the independent oh. circuit and uh, you know finds his way and then they brought him back and he looks like a million bucks he came back bigger smarter and wiser and he looks like he looks like a Superman villain <laughs> I, dude, I'll be, I, I want Drew McIntyre to win that match, because I, just for a story alone, uh, nothing against Goldberg, uh, you know, you can't deny his legacy, but, you know, I was always a Steve Austin fan, <laughs> so, and I was in the WWE during that whole Monday Night Wars thing, so, technically, he was my, the enemy of the company I worked for, even though he's in the company now, but. You know, I'll be rooting for Drew McIntyre.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I saw Drew McIntyre, too.
2: He's a um, guy, man. Yeah. Uh,
1: thank you for being on. Uh, shout out your stuff, man.
2: Dude, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, it's just an easy conversation, and that's, those are the best conversations to have. Uh, If you want to support the Blue Meanie, uh, those folks out there in uh, podcast land, go to ProHistlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Uh, Get yourself some uh, Blue Meanie merch. If you like the conversation I had here with Giovanni, uh, every Monday morning, uh, Mind of the Meanie drops on uh, all your favorite podcasting networks. Uh, If you prefer to listen to your podcast on YouTube like I do sometimes, go to YouTube.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, we have a big announcement coming up as far as the podcast. I can't leak it yet, but uh, stay tuned to the uh, Meanie, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And uh, that's about that. Oh, if you want a, a personal greeting from the Blue Meanie, go to cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. And uh, whether it's a birthday, holiday, whatever you want. Now, I've, I've pretty much done every kind of message you could do on there. So uh, hit me up at cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO. Um,
1: yeah, I've heard that his podcast isn't kid-friendly, so just him <laughs> out. Mrs. Meanie told me that. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, Mrs. Meanie, uh, she cares. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's definitely uh parental guidance on uh, the Mind of the Meanie podcast. Uh, but uh, I definitely want to get you on there. You know, we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a kid-friendly conversation. <laughs> well, not that you're a kid, but, you know, I'll, I'll, watch, I'll watch my uh, language. So. All
1: right. Thank you for being on,
0: and go, Birds. Go, Birds! Can I pop a beer in here? Your cousin. From Boston. Mm-hmm. Sam Adams Boston Lager is my go-to beer. Not too heavy, not too light. Oh, boy. Oh, that's... Oh, no. Is that on the computer?